Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Well, here we are on day number three of power outages here in Puerto Rico. The uh, power came on for a little while, then it went off and back and forth. So who knows? Who knows what the next uh, days or weeks or months are going to look like, but uh, still, my projects are... um, are heading forth according to plan, and uh, as you know, um, it's always frustrating for me when I'm trying to do all of this technical stuff, uh, working on the internet and communicating with people in the media when the power is unpredictable, but uh, I'm doing it. I haven't missed a beat so far, and... uh, That is, in large part, I will reiterate to the Sunshine Simple. But listen, I want to tell you something else weird about Puerto Rico. Um, Occasionally, you'll just have some kind of an odd experience here that uh, just sort of comes out of the blue. And it's not the kind of thing that anybody would traditionally associate with Puerto Rico. It's just something, you know, just a, a quirky little thing that occurs that you realize has never happened to you anywhere else. So not too long ago, Lauren and I went to the grocery store. Now, usually the grocery stores here are slammed because really there is an overpopulation issue here on this island. Even though they say in the media a lot of people are leaving since the hurricane occurred, well, there were way too many people here to begin with. And that's in large part because that so much of the island is so rugged, you just can't live there. I mean, people have to congregate around the coastline because the whole middle of the island is giant mountains. So usually when you go to the grocery store, I mean, it's slammed. Sometimes it's so chaotic that I bet some of you listening would go into certain Puerto Rican grocery stores and just turn around and walk out so you could avoid a panic attack. Uh, The aisles can be really small. A lot of the stuff is labeled in Spanish. Nothing is organized the way that you would expect it to be organized. And people are just, you know, zooming by you. Nobody looks at anybody else. I mean, that happens in most grocery stores, I guess, but especially here. I mean, it, it can be very chaotic to go into a Puerto Rican grocery store. So when you're here for a while... Uh, like we have been, you get to the point where you start to find times where there's a bit of a lull. And um, I don't even want to point out when those times are because I don't want to give them away. But sometimes there's a lull and you know this is a good time to go to the grocery store because there can be just a sudden drop-off. Sometimes you can walk into a grocery store and you are pretty much you feel like you're the only person there and it's one of the little joys in life you go wow i'm gonna take my time today and i'm just gonna wander around this grocery store and i'm gonna really look at everything and i'm really going to think about what i want and i'm gonna do my best to read labels and i'm going to make the the selections today that are the utmost selection for my tastes. 
And so you might spend two hours just wandering around the grocery store if you find one of those lulls. So recently, when Lauren and I were in this grocery store, it was a period where, again, there weren't many people there. And we were taking advantage of it. I don't remember what aisle we were walking down. And suddenly, out of the blue, this thin, hunched, little Puerto Rican man just appeared out of nowhere. And he said something very quickly in slurred Spanish that we didn't understand. And he handed both of us a crude ruled index card. Now, I'm talking just like the kind of index card that you would find at uh, any drugstore or whatever in the school supply section. So he gave me an index card, he gave her an index card, and then he more or less vanished. He just, poof, he just disappeared to the aisles. And I'm, I'm holding these index cards in my hands. And each index card is stamped with a message in Spanish. Uh, there are, are it's, it's more like two blocks of messages. And to be more specific, each block is a list. And the first block is stamped in black ink, and the second one is stamped in green ink. And when I say stamp, I'm talking about an old-fashioned rubber stamp, you know. So somebody, I'm assuming this guy, went out and got these index cards and got a rubber stamp that had this information and some black ink and some green ink and went boom, boom, and made a bunch of these things and decided one day to run around the grocery store and hand them out. Now, when he handed us those, uh, I we both glanced at it, and, and immediately it didn't strike us what the heck was on it. And plus, you know, we had other things in mind uh, we, we wanted to go through and, you know, again, enjoy our leisurely experience in the, the grocery store. So I just stuck them in my pocket, and I figure I'll look at these later. Because whenever somebody here in Puerto Rico, or for that matter in most places, runs up and hands me something... Hey, I read it, you know, I'll take it. I will take it and I'll read it because I want to know like what's so important that you had to run up to me and give this to me. Uh, You know, sometimes if I'm just walking down the street and somebody's handing something out, I might not take it. But yeah, if you're going to just come up and like shove something onto me, all right, let's see what you have to say. Whether I agree with it or who who cares? Maybe I'll just learn something new about what everybody's thinking. So anyway, I got back home, pulled these out, and I realized, oh, okay. Here is what this is. This is a list of rules about what I am and am not supposed to ingest. Now, I recognized most of the Spanish here. But there were certain things that I didn't understand, and so I had to sit down and get on the internet and do some translations. So I may not be translating this 100% correctly, but I'm going to tell you in English what the card says. I'll bring up my little translation here. So 
first off, we have five different bulletin points, if you want to call them that, and the black ink. Number one, it says, don't eat pork. It causes cancer. So right off the bat, when anybody says don't eat pork, you know, we think of religious stuff, right? And then the second one says no bacon and stew. And to me, that's redundant because, you know, bacon is, I'm assuming that he he's talking about pork here again. Now, granted, there are other forms of bacon, but... Let me continue. Number three, he says, the meat of turkey is good. You see, the reason I pause for a moment is because I really love me some turkey bacon. So, again, not, not maybe not as clear as it, it could have been there. But let me go over once again. Number one, don't eat pork. Causes cancer, he says. I don't know where that comes from. I haven't looked into that one yet. Number two... No bacon in stew, which could be redundant. And then number three, meat of turkey is good. Number four says no vinegar and no seasonings. Okay. And then number five says eat oranges, garlic, and onions. Which... I don't think this is a guy you might want to go out on a date with. He might be healthy. But if he's got, you know, garlic and uh, onions in there, you know what his breath smells like. So those are the, 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 these are the most important things that this guy had to pass along. Now we have the second part, however, which is stamped in green. And the second part says, the water must be, oh boy, now now we're getting into what uh, liquid to put into your body, says the water must be 100% pure, and then this is broken into A, B, C, and D. So A says no bubbles. So... I have a problem with that because I drink club soda all the time. And I will also tell you that I know that bubbles in club soda are just carbon dioxide, which are in my body right now, whether I like it or not. That's what I'm exhaling. So I can't understand why anybody would have a problem with having carbon dioxide bubbles in water. As a matter of fact... Humans are mainly water, and we have carbon dioxide in us, so we're kind of bubbly water ourselves. But this is what's on the card. So number, again, excuse me, now we're in the the letters. Letter A, no bubbles. Letter B, 100% clear. Uh, C, not bitter. And then D, never bitter. Again, seems a bit redundant to me. And I guess if we're to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, what we're talking about here is possibly something like soda. 
like a Coca-Cola or something like that, you know, because those things are bubbly, and, uh, well, uh, well, let's just take a Coke. A Coke is bubbly, it's not clear, and it is bitter compared to pure water. So that's, maybe that's what the guy's getting at here. And so I think if I were to rewrite, you know, this, if I were to sit down and say, look, we need to edit this message, amigo, um, just based on what I'm, what I'm understanding, I would be like, look, look, don't eat pork. You don't, you don't have to say it causes cancer. I mean, that's for one thing, you know, you, you, we're going to get the American Medical Association in here and the FDA and everybody, (laughs) I'm joking. Okay. But no, 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 I would say like, don't eat. Don't eat pork. Turkey's good. Don't season it with anything. And also eat oranges, garlic, and onions. And pretty much just drink pure water. I think that's it. I mean, I think I've I've condensed it down. But that said... Oh, there's another thing on here. There is a note that refers to Leviticus, the book of Leviticus from the Old Testament, um, 6 and 11. And 6 is not that interesting, but 11 is the part of the Bible in the Old Testament there that gives some very interesting details about the message that God gave Moses and his brother Aaron about what to eat, and so I and now look, I I was raised up in the Bible Belt as a Southern Baptist. You probably know that, and so I always had heard some basic stuff like, yeah, you know, God says not to eat, um, not to eat pork, and not to eat shrimp, like all you know, all all that kind of stuff that I like to eat. But I never remember God saying like, don't drink bubbly water. Or oranges are good, or um, you know, just like you know, eat eat an onion. I mean, I just I don't remember that. So I was like, well, I better sit down and read this again and see if there's something that you know is this guy basing this index card on something. So I sat down. I looked here at Leviticus 11, and and this is very interesting because I mean, think of this at least from like the ancient aliens perspective. So let's say, regardless of whether or not you believe in God, what if there was some alien that came down and was talking to some people and said, here's what's healthy for you, here's what's unhealthy, you know, here's what's diseased, here's what's not, you know, because basically the way this is worded in our modern interpretation of the Bible is here are things that you you can eat because they're clean and here are things that you can't eat because they're unclean. So I'm just going to give you some um, aspects of Leviticus 11. So God, again, God is talking to Moses and Aaron. And let me tell you something, talking to God, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, that's bigger than like Tom Cruise or uh, any of those guys, you know, Jack Nicholson. I mean, Meryl Streep, God's saying this stuff to you, right? So 
says, uh, I'm, I'm reading this the way it's in, interpreted in one version of the Bible. Of all the animals that live on land, these are the ones you may eat. You may eat any animal that has a divided hoof and choose the cud. So that's a combination that you have to keep in mind, all right? It has to have a, a divided hoof and choose the cud. Now, let me pause for a minute because some of you, like me, may have wanted to clarify what does that mean to chew the cud. Well, cud is a portion of food that returns from the stomach to the mouth to be chewed for a second time. So basically, it's a it's a regurgitation. So this is um, produced during the uh, the physical digestive process of what they call rumination. So I, I'm not a zoologist. I don't know much about this, but I think actually I think I may have chewed the cud a few times. Perhaps you have as well, but. It seems to me like maybe animals that eat really hardcore stuff, and they need it to come up so it gets processed again. So now that you have clarification on that, if the animal has a divided hoof, you know what a hoof is, we all know what a hoof is, and choose the cud, it's cool to eat. All right, so then it goes on here to say, there are some that only chew the cud or only have a divided hoof, but you must not eat them. The camel, though it chews the cud, does not have a divided hoof. It is ceremonially unclean for you. Okay, so God is supposedly saying this, like, you can't eat a camel. The rabbit, though it chews the cud does not have a divided hoof. It is unclean for you. And the pig, though it has a divided hoof, does not chew the cud. It is unclean for you. You must not eat their meat or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. Which, that's interesting to me, because it's one thing to eat something... It's another thing to touch the carcass. But then we move along to creatures of the sea. Of all the creatures living in the water of the seas and the streams, you may eat any that have fins and scales. But all the creatures in the seas or streams that do not have fins and scales, whether among all the swarming things, blah, 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 you must regard as unclean. Okay, so let me pause for a second and say, um, God is supposedly saying here that you can eat anything with fins and scales. So that narrows it down a lot. And uh, it's very, very difficult to believe that um, all throughout humanity, people who were you know, searching everywhere they could trying to find something to gobble up to survive would would ignore you know crabs and oysters and clams and all that. I mean yes it, it is kind of gross lobsters but they're awfully good aren't they they really are 
I know Jim Gaffigan, the comedian, he has this routine saying that crabs and lobsters and shrimp and stuff like that are just big bugs. And you know what? He might be right. There may be some truth to that. But they are good. At least they taste good. Okay. But I'm not God. So anyway, uh, goes on to say, uh, again, reiterates this. Anything living in the water that does not have fins or scales is to be regarded as unclean. Now we move into birds. There are birds you are to regard as unclean and not eat because they are unclean. First, the eagle. Oops. I had bald eagle for lunch. Uh, It says the eagle, the vulture, the black vulture, the red kite, any kind of black kite, any kind of raven, the horned owl, the screech owl, the gull, any kind of hawk, the little owl, the great owl, the white owl, the desert owl. (laughs) Do not eat owls. God gets really pissed if you eat an owl. Okay, that's one of the worst things that you can do is tap into an owl for dinner. Don't eat an osprey, stork, any kind of heron, and don't eat a bat. (laughs) I love that part. Um, So, I, I know I'm dissecting this may be a little bit much, but come on. I mean, this is interesting. There are people who live their lives by this. I mean, God is... This is God talking here who created all these things. And he's saying, don't eat any of these birds or bats like the bat is a part of the birds, right? Do you think that maybe there might be a little misinterpretation going on here by humankind over thousands of years of rewriting this or maybe just well making some of it up how and now we move on to insects all flying insects that walk on all fours are to be regarded as unclean by you there are however some flying insects that walk on all fours that you may eat so again, first it says all flying insects that walk on all fours. Oh, well, there are some. Those that have jointed legs for hopping on the ground. Of these, you may eat any kind of locust, katydid, cricket, or grasshopper. But all other flying insects that have four legs, you are to regard as unclean. Okay, no katydids, I'm sorry, that's off limits. Of all the animals that walk on all fours, those that walk on their paws are unclean for you. Uh, So, yeah, Snoopy and Garfield are like, Woo, so glad that I have paws. I actually had to stop for a second and ask Lauren, I said, do cats have paws? They do have paws. And she says, claws or paws? I said, paws. Oh, yeah. Dogs and cats have paws. All right. They're off limits. You're not supposed to eat a, a cat or a dog. I agree with that. Uh, uh, we keep going. Of the animals that move along the ground, 
These are unclean for you. The weasel, the rat, any kind of great lizard, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the wall lizard, the skink, the chameleon. Of all those that move along the ground, these are unclean for you. And then if you, uh, oh yeah, and, and it says every creature, this is the last part I'm going to read to you, every creature that moves along the ground is to be regarded as unclean. It is not to be eaten. You are not to eat any creature that moves along the ground, whether it moves on its belly or walks on all fours or on many feet. It is unclean. So now that you might be like, what are we talking about? I guess we're like talking about caterpillars or centipedes or, you know, anything that probably looks snake-like, not supposed to eat them. Do not defile yourselves by any of these creatures. Um, now look, I'm not here to make fun of the Bible. All right. I believe there is great wisdom that can be extracted from all of the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. But I think it's funny to look at things like this and to see how some people try to take them literally and what they do is they extract certain specific things that they try to pass along which come across as inconsistent as God's word, just like the index card the guy gave me. Um you know, saying don't don't drink bubbly water or whatever. Or, um, well, look, I myself, I am willing to eat many weird things. And uh, I, I'm not saying this proudly. I'm just telling you, I, if they, if they paid me enough, I possibly could host bizarre foods on the Travel Channel. That could never happen, though, because I don't have the physical stomach for it. Um, and, and really, it does take a physical stomach, because some sometimes your body just says, nope, nope, this is not happening. But, I mean, like, I've eaten some bizarre things. I've eaten scorpion. I ate a scorpion one time. I have eaten an iguana. Uh, when I was in Romania... I ate blood sausage. How gross is that? Yeah, it's just a big sausage full of blood. Um, when I was when I was in Romania, I had Romanian tripe. And now tripe is a it's like a stew made from uh, cow intestines. And I don't want to gross you out here because I could only do one spoonful of tripe, and I was like, that's enough. Um, the tripe that I had now there's uh, I know there's tripe and then there is like rural country Romanian tripe where there are chunks of intestines and when you eat it you can actually uh, on your tongue you can feel the inside of the intestines and the intestines kind of have like these little fingers that I'm sure help move the food through and it also has frankly kind of a shitty taste and then yes i i did eat sheep balls on uh, one occasion but i was tricked into doing that um i think that's how it often happens however i will admit this 
Once it had been revealed to me that I had just eaten a sheep ball, I said, what the hell? And I did eat a, a second one because they were good, but they were fried, you know. So you, you know how to go. You can fry anything. So I'm giving you a very, a very long podcast here about a topic that I have always thought was just sort of fascinating, like why that we choose to eat the things that we choose to eat. Uh, I understand saying, like, I don't want to eat something that's cute and cuddly. You know, I want to eat this thing that seems more emotionless. I can see how people justify that. Um, that's probably silly because for all you know, the, the emotionless things are filling more than any anything else is. You've heard me talk before about how there's great data out there, in my opinion, to indicate that plants have just as much filling as animals, perhaps even more. They might even be more sensitive to the environment than animals are. So even being a vegetarian doesn't mean that you can you can eat something without it potentially feeling some pain in the process that's just a part of being here as a consumer within this system we have to have nutrition but i think it's really um it's it's to me uh, very egocentric how, how people will take uh, their own specific view of what you are supposed to eat and what you're not supposed to eat and try to preach that to others and and there's almost something even a little bit more sinister about it, isn't it? When you when you pick up this uh, index card and it says, oh, by the way, this causes cancer. Um, if, if pork caused cancer, uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of people who should have cancer. So I don't think that's true. And I think it's kind of irresponsible to run around and hand out index cards like this that might make someone at the grocery store go, oh my gosh, not only might I get cancer, but I've eaten pork before. Oh, is this giving me cancer? You know, you might be, you might be frightening people. So that's a weird thing. That's just one of those oddball little nuanced things that happens, or at least happened once, to us here in Puerto Rico and reminded me that this might be an interesting topic to dig into and usually my philosophy is if I find something interesting then I assume that you will find it interesting as well and so we may as well kill two birds with one stone and while I'm looking it up and learning what I learn I'll share that knowledge with you and so now you can think about it on your own And uh, but I do believe that there within Leviticus, there probably is some truth about, especially at that time in history, you know, we're talking thousands of years ago, if we accept the timeline, that uh, perhaps you were more likely to get a disease, or you were more at risk to eat some of these certain animals at because of sanitation and, and preparation and all these other issues. So, you have to look at this from many different points of view because at the end of the day, one thing we all have in common, I don't care who you are, where you live, one thing we all have in common is that we have to eat in order to keep living. We all have to eat.
So, I think that's going to be it for today's podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. I hope that you have found it as um, the whole story just as strange and perhaps thought-provoking as I have. Uh, You know, this podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. I try to leave one for you every day. It's always short. It's always free. And I hope that you will uh, go to joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com. Click the link there at the top to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends. Or just follow me on Twitter, at joshuapwarren.com. And I will usually tweet when a new one is available. So, there's lots more to come. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you again soon.